So hello and welcome to a new edition of You Are My Borough on the day that Borough are heading to Port Vale to hopefully make it through to the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. We've got Dom Shaw pre-Port Vale trip. Uh, you well, Dom? You look forward to it? New ground for me. Have you done Port Vale? I have. I have. Yeah. I, uh, Sunderland in an FA Cup, what would have been a first round game in one of the seasons when they were in League One. I think they got beat. No, they didn't. No, they won it. I think they won. It was very unremarkable. But I have been to Port Vale, yeah. The, Burs, the mean streets of Burslem. Well, funny enough, uh, when I was at Swansea on Saturday, um, Phil Blanche, I think it is, the guy who does PA yeah. down there, yeah. we, we were just chatting about Borough versus Swansea afterwards. And he said, um, and he said, hey, I remember coming up to uh, to Borough for um, a game at Ayrson Park, uh, an FA Cup tie. And I said, will that have been like 94, whatever it was? Yeah. Yeah, good chatting about it. Turns out that was my first Borough game. Really? Borough versus Swansea. And I think it was an FA Cup replay. And I might be wrong here, but I said this to Phil. I seem to remember Swansea wearing orange for some reason. Um, right. But anyway, so yeah, that was my that was my first game. Ersam so I'm like, God, what a small world. It, that He was, and that was his first. Was, yeah, well, that's the only time I've been to Port Vale's celebrity fan. Who's Port Vale's most famous fan? Robbie Williams? Yeah, Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah, Robbie Williams. It, it's Phil Taylor's neck of the wood as well. Oh, but I, I was just about to say that. It's starting. Yeah, I, I think he's Stoke rather than Port Vale, though, but he's definitely that neck of the woods, yeah. Well, yeah, because it was very much a, a darting hotbed for a little while, wasn't it? What with A.D. Lewis and Ian Diamond White all coming out of those... Uh... Well, Dom, let's hope Burra hit the bullseye tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like a big game. Well, it is a big game. Listen, that was just what I was going to say. I mean, we've talked about this for a little while now. And, you know, yes, you can't, you know, League One, fine. It's a banana skin, all of that. But what a chance for Borough. What a chance for Borough. A, to get to a semi-final of the League Cup. But B, you know, no Man City, no Arsenal, no Man United. Admittedly, that's maybe not a great thing at the minute. <laughs> uh, no Villa, who obviously are going great shot. Yeah, you've got Liverpool, you've got Newcastle, you've got Chelsea, etc. Well, Newcastle or Chelsea are going out. What a chance, Tom, eh? That, that, that's the thing. Like talk, Talking to Michael Carrick on Monday, talking to my mates, talking to fans, that, that, that's the thing that comes up over and over again. Just what an opportunity. Yeah. What an opportunity to get to the last four. And then even if you were to get a Liverpool in the last four, uh, where, where it'd be a big ask. Like, the, the all that comes with that and the excitement of a semi-final over two legs, um, yeah. I think it'd be brilliant. But what, when you get the last four, you, you never know, do you? Um, but you just got to get there. And, and and I think what's what's been so impressive so far is the way Borough really have, have professionally seen off every challenge that's come yeah. away. All of them have been games that you'd expect them to win, even Huddersfield at the time, because although Borough were struggling, um, as were Huddersfield, and, and Huddersfield were was even a, a, it was a weak team that Neil Warnock put out at the time. So even that was a game you'd expect Borough to win. And they've, they've done the business, haven't you? You just hope they do the same again tonight. And going to get it out the way early. What, what you don't want is a repeat of Cardiff or Burton Albion. Yeah, no, I completely agree. They've um, they've done everything that's been asked them. The, the one wobble was probably the first half at Exeter, which was the one time when I was sat watching that thing. And do you know what? 
they need to pull their fingers out here because they're going to potentially slip out of the competition without a fight here. And fair play to them. The minute they came out for the start of the second half, that was a completely different game down there. And they, 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 um, they finished completely deserved winners because of the way they turned it around in the second half. So hopefully more of the same tomorrow. You were there, as you said, for, for Michael Carrick's pre-match stuff yesterday at Rockcliffe Dome. Um, how are we looking kind of team news-wise, selection-wise? I mean, he's obviously... He's made fairly extensive changes for the previous rounds of the competition, but feels like his hands are probably tied a little bit more this time round. That even if he wanted to make a load of changes, he's not necessarily got the options there to do it, has he? He said exactly that. Um, that even if he did want to rotate, there's only so much he can do. We've, for those watching on YouTube, we've had a punt at a bit of team across the bottom there. Vandenberg, Fry, Clark, Bangura. Wouldn't surprise me if if he played Dyke Steele at right back and brought Clark in alongside Vandenberg or Fry. Yeah. You expect Bangura to probably stay in house number Lasser in midfield. I don't, I don't think he has any other options there, no. really. Um, no. Obviously, Greenwood's cup tied. I, I, I'd expect Rogers and Silvera. They're the two that I think are nailed on to come into the team. Um, yeah. So it's probably who stays in, isn't it? Is it Crooks? Is it Jones? Um, we, we've gone with Jones. And then again, Latte laugh up front because Coburn wasn't fit enough to be on the bench at the weekend. So you don't think he's, uh, well, it'd be, it'd be a huge surprise if he was fit enough to start tonight. Carrick, the, Carrick talked about the youngsters again, unprompted really. That, um, And it was in, yeah, what he said did make me wonder whether he might be tempted to throw one in from the start. Um one of the young lads, but 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 it, but but I'd be surprised. But just what he just what he'd said, um, just kind of pricked my ears a little bit. And made Feels like that would be a really big call for a quarterfinal. Yeah, on the bench, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, what a, what a great opportunity to bring a couple of young lads on if if Burra, uh, uh, you know, are, are going through with five minutes left, whatever, you know, great. Or potentially even have them there as an option, as a complete wild card if they do need to turn something around. But it would feel like a big call from the start tonight when he doesn't have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yes, the, the squad is stretched, but he's got more than enough senior experience there to put a first eleven out. Yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised. I, I think the only, the only, well, unless there's an injury or a, a niggle that we don't know about from yeah. the weekend, but there was no suggestion of that. Obviously, the Seni Dieng, which we'll talk about um, and the goalkeeper situation and the, and the international call-ups ahead of January, he wouldn't have played anyway, would he? Um, no, no, it would have been Glover, wouldn't it? It, it would have been Glover. He hasn't really done anything wrong in any of the games thus far, so... No, and and we'll get on to it now. Yeah. The end injury, there's no, there's, it's, not, it's not clear at this stage how long he's going to be out. There's every chance Glover's still in on Saturday. And then there's this international situation in January where obviously... Dieng will get called up by Senegal to go to the African Cup of Nations. Will Glover be part of that Asian Cup, the Australia squad for the Asian Cup? He, he wasn't in the last Australia squad. And again, just kind of the indication I got from what Carrick said yesterday is, wouldn't, you know, De Burra maybe expect Glover to stick around. It's an interesting one with Glover, isn't it? Because for all every footballer, he clearly wants to represent the country. Um would would he be overly disappointed? I don't know. This is like the non-professional sports person. Yeah, would he be overly disappointed if he wasn't in the squad. Well, he had a month in the team as Borough's first choice keeper. Yeah, because you're looking at it and saying, well, you know, you're saying there the chance to represent your country. Realistically, it's he's going to be going to sit on the bench, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to be going to be a squad player and help the first choice goalkeeper do his warm ups unless something goes wrong and there's an injury. So, you know. 
yeah, if I, I completely get where you're coming from because if he doesn't go, then he is Borough's first choice keeper really until the end of February. So yeah. what a massive chance for him because you know Carrick. Everything we've seen about Carrick is that he's the type of manager that if Glover comes into the side and has a really good month, he'll stay in till the end of the season if he deserves it. Senny Dieng won't just come and walk back in because he's nominally the number one at the moment. You know what I mean? We've, we've seen that with Carrick kind of right the way through. So, um, yeah, it, it's a big chance for Glover tonight. And, and then it's also, like you say, potentially a massive chance if he's not away with Australia. And I think... And, and it solves a problem for Borough, doesn't it, if he's not? Let's be brutally honest as well. It does. It does because um, we've talked about this, haven't we? I, I, I would never have expected Borough to sign a keeper in January because Carrick has said again and again, in regards to the injury situation, what you don't want to do is bring someone in and then a month or two months down the line have an unbalanced squad where you've got too yeah. many options. Clearly, that would have been the situation if Borough had assigned a keeper. I think I think what would have been more likely, and he admitted this to you, didn't he, a couple of months ago, was one of the loan players would have come, back. Would have come yeah. back. Um Will that need to be the case if Glover doesn't go? Or do you just have Glover as first choice and Jamie Jones as... As second, I think that's. I don't. I don't think all the all the keepers out on loan are playing. I, I don't think you'd bring them back for the sake of it, would he? If, if, if he I, I don't, when you've got a Jamie Jones there, who is an expert. You know, it's not like your next cab off the rank is a sixteen-year-old who you're plucking out of the real youth ranks and has never come near the first team. You know, Jamie Jones is, to all intents and purposes, a first-team goal, uh, first-team goalkeeper. Yeah, he has been all his career, really. So, I, I don't think Carrick would have a problem. Um, naming Jones on the bench with the knowledge that if Glover is your number one and something was to happen to him, then you can trigger the loan recall at any stage in January and get someone back to to come and be with Jones and, and be in and around that. You know, I think that's what they do. And I think the, the other thing on tonight, and we've talked about this, haven't we, in, in um, regards to the, to the other ties that Borough have got through so far, for the likes of Glover and Silvera and Rogers, this, this is probably a nailed-on appearance at a semi-final because that, that's at stake because they've played in every game and they'll be de hungry, determined to take their chance clearly in the team, but also think, if we get through, like I'm going to play in that two-legged semi-final against yeah. Liverpool or Newcastle or Chelsea. You know, the, it's, a, it's a huge motivating factor, isn't it? Well, I think also, particularly for Rodgers, I think his appearances in this competition have been what's persuaded Carrick that he's ready to have this run in the side that we've seen him have in the last month or so when injuries have created a gap for him. Um, you know, he, he's he's shown, you know, he, he had a rough start to the season when, as we've said right from the word go, he was playing out of position. He was being asked to play as a number nine. That's not him. Um, but it was a shaky start for him. And his best performances in that the two months after that were in this competition. And, I, and like I say, I think Carrick's looked at them, particularly the Exeter game that I keep coming back to, where him and Silvera pretty much turned the tide for Borough in that second half. I think Carrick's looked at that and said, you know what, I, I can I can trust you. I, if I need to play you, I'll play you, no problem. And obviously that's what's happened. And, and you know, we, we keep talking about McGree, Force. It's still a bit, goodness only knows when they're actually going to be back. So, you know, if Rodgers and Silvera have an outstanding game tonight, there's every chance they're in the first team right the way through Christmas, if, if, you know, if, if there's no McGree and no Force. And... and Silvera obviously scored the winning goal at Swansea, the, the bizarre winning goal. And if that was bizarre, Alan Sheehan's verdict on it in his post-match press was even, <laughs> even more so. Um, yeah. But um, 
that aside, they, they did change the game, both of them at Swansea. They kind of put Borough on the front. I thought it was a bold change from Carrick in the first place to, to yeah. bring two attackers on. Um, and they, they helped to put Borough on the front foot again. They pressed high. They pressed aggressively. Um, clearly, they'd have played today, tonight anyway. But it feels like both of those players go into this game with a bit of a bounce now after, after making an impact off the bench at Swansea. So what do we think with Port Vale then? 15th in League One. They've they've not been on a particularly good run for um, well, the best part of a couple of months, really. But in fairness to them, they have won their last two league games and they also um, had a three-all FA Cup draw in the middle of that. They won at the weekend 3-2 against Wigan. Hat-trick from Ethan Chislett. A um, couple of familiar names from a Borough point of view. Connor Ripley... He started in goal and he will start in goal almost certainly tonight. Uche Ikpiatsu was an unused substitute at the weekend. Might get a run out tonight, perhaps more likely on the bench to come on in the latter stages. So a couple of blasts from the past there. Um, but, I mean, a mid-table League One side who, you know, have not been in fantastic form all season. Yeah, and and... What I, what I think you would say is when Borough played Bolton, they were a League One team that were doing going well at the yeah. time. I know I know it was early in the season, but they've been around the top two or three all season, Bolton, haven't they? Exeter had fallen off a little bit when Borough went there, but they'd previously been right up there and in the mix, hadn't they? Yeah. Um, and, and the one thing I would say about that Exeter game as well, an absolutely filthy night that was just kind of ripe for classic cup upset territory. Now, Admittedly, we're up here in the northeast at the minute, but it's it doesn't look like it's going to be that horrendous a night tonight, does it? It, it? You know, it's not going to be that kind of a feel, hopefully. No, but but I think on the on the opposite side of it, and Carrick has pointed this out yesterday and when the draw was made. Yes, this is a big opportunity for Borough, but it but it's also oh yeah, big opportunity for Port Vale, isn't it? And and you would imagine that the atmosphere there tonight is going to be absolutely bouncing. The players are going to be well up for it, and and. They, they will make it difficult for Borough, won't they? I'd be amazed if, if they didn't make life really difficult for Borough. And and Conor Ripley, I'd seen, I think he'd done an interview with it with the local BBC down there, and he was saying that clearly it's an imp- clearly it's a game that matters for him against Borough. Um, but they see this as an opportunity to extend what is already their best ever run in, in this yeah, competition. Yeah. Um so and and they like Borough. You know, if if Port Vale, with respect, were to get a two-legged semi-final against Liverpool or Chelsea or or Newcastle or West Ham, then then suddenly that for them is a game that becomes the biggest games in in the club's history, doesn't it? So yeah. I, I fully expect that place to be to be raucous tonight, and and for them to make life difficult for Borough. With that in mind, really, you look at players like Johnny Housen and think they're going to be important just to settle things down. Get Get through the first 10, 15 minutes, get your foot on the ball, kind of get get through what might well be a bit of a frantic spell early on if Port Vale tried to get up and at them. Um, and does and that also make you think more Fry and Clark's likely? Because I look at Fry and Clark as a potential centre-half partnership and think, yeah, OK, Port Vale can throw whatever they like at them for 15, 20 minutes. But you'd yeah. like to think they're, they're more than capable of handling that kind of you know, attacking assault. Um, and and listen, Vandenberg's look very accomplished whenever he's played at centre-half. Yeah, yeah. I'm confident he could do the job. But you do look at it and think, mm, OK, yeah, maybe Dale and Matt Clark for that first 15, 20 minutes, 
head the ball away when it's being launched into the area, you know, get tight, don't, don't let yourself be bullied, etc., etc. Yeah, um, because, <laughs> because if Uche Pierre's who plays, um, and there's no guarantee that he's been in and out this season for him, uh, we know what he's about, don't we? He's a um powerhouse he'll make his presence, he'll make his uh, his presence felt up there i think i was at bishop auckland was it for his first game yeah where he scored an absolute worldy worldy and we spoke yeah. to him afterwards actually that day and um he he was up there with liam roberts as the player most happy to have i've, I've ever seen to have signed for borough yeah uh, like just looked like overjoyed at what was clearly an opportunity to, you know, he was given the number nine shirt, wasn't he? I remember yeah. him talking about, you know, being the number nine for a club like, like Borough. Um, didn't work out for him, obviously. I think the manager change and whatnot clearly did it for him. But um, yeah, he always came across well. In classic, in classic football manager comes across old friend. I hope he does well there, but just not tonight. Or that's sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and it's harsh because Ikpiatsu came in at a time when obviously Borough were. We're making a certain type of signings, had a certain type of head coach, well, manager in place. You know, we all kind of know that um, he was very much a Neil Warnock type player. Um, but it does, and, and it, you know, it does feel like the signings that Borough are making now, that's where the, the, the whole backroom setup is, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty inconceivable that Borough would kind of hit the panic button and sign a new Chick Piazza to fill a short-term gap nowadays, isn't it? And, you know, yeah, maybe that's a bit harsh, but it's also the way that the club have moved and kind of put their flag in the sand and said, no, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to recruit now. Yeah, because the reality is, I think Ick Piazza, as you alluded to there, was a Warnock player, wasn't he? Yeah. He fitted Warnock's style, whereas Borough now are bringing in players to fit the style of the club and the vision of the club rather than the head coach who's in charge at the time because they're thinking, as we know, it'd be the next head coach, whoever it is down the line, then comes in and fits the style of the players who are already here, not not the other way around. So, yeah, I completely agree. Um, and Conor Ripley, I, I was glad, I'm glad to see Conor Ripley establish himself as, as a mm. number one somewhere because he was well thought of coming through, wasn't he? But it's so it difficult. Was goalkeepers um to 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 establish themselves at the hometown club isn't it you look at anthony patterson up the road at sunland he's a rarity really isn't he for a young keeper to become number one so early in the yeah, career and, 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 and patterson at sunland got the chance because both of sunland's first choice keepers were injured for a reasonably lengthy spell and he was actually on loan at notts county patterson and they recalled him back because they had to and they put him in the team sink or swim and he swam, and and I think more so than any other position on the pitch. Quite often with young goalkeepers, it's just about that first chance. If mm. if there'd been a point where Borough had to throw Ripley in because he was kind of literally the only play, you know, the only option they had, then maybe he would have would have established himself. And we'd talk to be talking about Ripley having played two hundred games for Borough. You know what I mean? It, I think sometimes with young keepers, it it really just is about getting that first opportunity, that first foot in the door. Maybe it was. We're going to see that with Glover. Well, it's so it, 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 you look at Solbrin now, don't you? Who's, who's impressed on various loans, mm. but it it requires such a courageous step, really, from a keeper to from a manager. Sorry, to say right, he's going to be our he's going to be our number one. Yeah, this season. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm pleased to see. I'm pleased to see Ripley doing well there and uh, and and establish himself. I know he's had a few clubs since leaving Borough, but he seems settled there and, and he's doing well. Um, but hopefully, Borough put a few put a few past him tonight. 
Yes, so what are we thinking? You're uh, you're heading off this afternoon with the uh, to travel and contingent. I mean, you know, there's going to be a real. You talk about the atmosphere with the Port Vale fans, but my goodness, the Borough fans are going to be up for it tonight as well. So you'll you'll be part of that convoy trekking across to uh, trekking across to the potteries. Um, what any, are you thinking? Any, any service station recommendations? This is a this is a path less trodden. This one it is a path less trodden. It's a fiddly one. I always think it's a fiddly one, Stoke or Port Vale, mm. anyway. It's further than you think because you yeah. you're obviously down the M1, then you're cutting across, then you're kind of skirting around Birmingham. It's a it's a fiddly one. No, I've got to it's, it's not a um, those services around the kind of M6, M42, round Birmingham. I, I generally try and get past them. Yeah, in that yeah. middle bit where you generally want to be. I, I I'm always thinking M1 or if you're going all the way M6 is your next stop. That middle yeah. bit generally get through. I might, I might uh, play a risky game and play the old service station lottery and just see, see yes, how I'm feeling, and see what tickles my fancy as I'm if, on the. If only uh, we got those top trump cards that we saw. <laughs> you know exactly what yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, we can report back on services and hopefully, and hopefully. A borough win. We can't. We can't. Yeah, if, if, you, um, if any of if any of our viewers or listeners are heading down, then obviously, hope you have a safe trip. Um, it's obviously a, a a midweek jaunt, very very close to Christmas, um, with all the kind of financial pressures, but also just the time off work or time away from the family or whatever that that entails. So it really is a fantastic effort. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, it's a trip that um that proves well well worthwhile. What what do you think? And then Dom, come on. Neck on I the line. Borough, I think Borough win. I think Borough win. I think um, two nil, two one. I think Borough win. I think I think it'll be a a comfortable hard fought win. If you if you mm -hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, I think Borough win. I'm going to go three one Borough. I'll go a, a fairly early Borough goal. But then a Port Vale equaliser late in the first half to kind of set it up. Port Vale have a goal for 10 minutes at the start of the second half, but a see it out, then score in about the 60th and then get a third with about 12 minutes left. Make it yeah, safe. 3-1. We win. definitely take that a 3-1. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeky pound on the 3-1. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to do that tonight, really, now you've said it, don't I? You do. You do. Well, you do. Yeah, well, if you're making the trip... Safe journey, um, and we'll be back later in the week to hopefully reflect on a Carabao Cup quarterfinal victory. We'll have the draw, hopefully, to discuss, and we'll obviously look ahead to the league game against West Brom at the Riverside this weekend. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Do subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a rating and review if you're listening on your podcast channels.